Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Waters, Max, uh, your thoughts initially about the story involving Michigan and, and how big this might be, or is this one of those that eventually it just kind of fades away? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the Jim Harbaugh run recently, right? You just mm-hmm. see these headlines and you're like, wait, what happened? Um, I... I, I I can understand if like maybe the average fan doesn't quite understand the story. I want to make it like very clear. I haven't done reporting on this, so I'm, there's, there's much more to learn. I'm sure. But um, signs, you know, signal stealing is very common in college football. I mean, people um, have, you know, that the reason that signals are so complicated um, during games and you see people have all these posters and all these curtains and all this stuff, it's because it's a pretty important part of the game. Is if your signals can be figured out by the opposing team, um, it is a huge advantage. Brent Venables was famously extremely good at this as the DC at Clemson and the people around him. And so that stuff is, I mean, it, it happens all the time. You got to change your signals. If you think your signals have been stolen, the idea of like sending random people to games to video or watch signals or whatever, that that's where we're getting into like, wait, what did they do? I mean, that's, that's the part that has to be investigated. Because that that's the part that's over the line, you know. Accused of signal stealing, like everybody is doing that. It's a pretty, it's it's an under the radar thing, but it's a thing that's pretty common in the sport. But the idea of sending people to attend your your future opponent's games, if Michigan did that, um, yeah, there would be trouble for that. Well, and I, my question is also like, how in the future did he do this? Did he do this for these first seven opponents, which, um, you know. He didn't need that at all, or is he doing it just for Ohio State and Penn State and Georgia and Texas and Oklahoma? <laughs> it's a good, it's a good question. I don't, I don't know that you need to uh, be, be sending, you know, investing manpower into uh, stealing Rutgers signals and uh, some of these other teams that they play. So, yeah, I mean, it would make sense if you're looking at Ohio State and you're looking at Georgia and some of these potential playoff teams I, i'm very curious if, if they will get down to the bottom of like how much this went on and what it looked like what the what the process was um but you know when you combine that with the NCAA issue with with jim harrow that is still unresolved um it, it's it's it, it does kind of make you wonder a little bit like uh, you know maybe, maybe these are, are are petty you know small things overall in the grand scheme of things maybe these are just speeding tickets but uh 
you know, I, I feel like Michigan has a chance to go win it all this year. I, I don't think this stuff, this kind of stuff is going to screw that up. But, you know, we have had the last two off seasons of Jim Harbaugh looking at NFL jobs. So you kind of wonder if some of these things are going to start to add up. Max, the uh, biggest game in the country this weekend and has, you know, Michigan uh, effects uh, with the Big Ten race, especially, you know, the division. Uh, but Penn State and Ohio State, battle of top tens. Uh, Ohio State, slight favorites at home. But uh, what stands out to you about this matchup? Yeah, uh, you know, believe it or not, I am I will be covering this game. Oh, great. Oh, First cool. time going to uh, Columbus, Ohio for a game. So excited to check it out. Um, you know, I think Penn State, like, has kind of done everything right so far this season. They've not been a team that's like been living that dangerously. And, uh, but I think people still just kind of question because you've got a sophomore quarterback that doesn't have that much experience. Like, can they go win these big games this year? I think this Penn state team is, is definitely capable of, of beating an Ohio state or Michigan this year. I think they're good enough. I think their defense is excellent. Um, and I think the pressure is going to be on Ohio state because, that's a team that has uh, kind of messed around a little bit so far this season. And I, I think that, you know, last year's game was a really tight game until it kind of got away from Penn State in the fourth quarter. I, I think it's going to be an excellent game and, and hopefully another one of these games like we saw last weekend in Seattle that has kind of the feel of a playoff game with that kind of intensity and two just really quality, like top five, top ten type of team. Uh, I can't wait to see how it plays out. Max, you did release your stop rate, the latest – rankings anything jump out at you other than garrett ross who produces the show is not real happy where he has where lsu is in the 70s or wherever it might be oh no lsu's in the hundreds yeah they're they're way down at the, oh, near the bottom even of the worse news okay yeah surprisingly south carolina has has jumped below lsu as the worst power five defense in the country this year i didn't really see that coming from them they've got some talented players um you know, I, I think it will, you know, certainly you've got a bunch of Big Ten teams at the top of the list, and I know a lot of people like to say it's because of the offenses in the Big Ten, but, um, you know, that's, that's one reason for optimism with Penn State. I mean, this is a, you know, they're back up to number one in stop rate. Uh, they, they've done an excellent job in year two with Manny Diaz. Of uh, They've got some great pass rushers. I think they're playing really well in the back end. Like, this is going to be a huge statement game for Diaz and, and really for that program. Uh, if they can get stops against Ohio State and, uh, make things difficult for Kyle McCord, a guy who hasn't really had to, uh, you know, start very many big time games like this. Max, uh, what's your second most interesting game of the week? My second most interesting game of the week. I mean, I, I think Alabama Tennessee is pretty up there, right? Mm-hmm. Is there is there one that's like obviously no, that, above that for you? That's what I was thinking. Well, because Tennessee. They're playing really great on defense, right? They're not – Joe Milton did not meet the, the the hype after that big bowl win. And Alabama's been yep. the most – to me, the most intriguing mess that they've ever been uh, this year trying to navigate through and still only having the one loss. Yeah, you know, and I, I will say I, I think probably the right answer if you ask me is honestly it might be Duke-Florida State. I think that might be the most interesting game after the one in Ohio State because I, I do wonder – how this ACC race is going to shake out a little bit in terms of, you know, will there be a little bit of chaos? Obviously, you know, Florida State's rolling, North Carolina's rolling, you know, Miami has taken some losses, Duke, you know, lost a really tight game uh, to Notre Dame, but but has already knocked some big wins. So uh, that one I'm very interested in, but, you know, certainly for Alabama and Tennessee, it's like, uh, you know, someone's got to lose this game and is going to be pretty, uh, pretty bothered by it. Um, Cause I think that, you know, certainly we've seen, 
these past few weeks when A&M has played both of these teams, like, man, they look pretty beatable, you know? And I think that, uh, you know, if you go look at the numbers on, on uh, Joe Milton, like you mentioned, he just has not been the kind of deep ball thrower that they need in that offense that they had with Hendon Hooker last year. So can he hit those opportunities when he's got, you know, deep shots there? Can, can he convert those the way that Hooker did last year and, and hit a bunch of big plays or this Alabama defense will they kind of swallow him up? I, I think that's a, uh, I, I like Alabama in that game, but you know, I don't know that anyone would be stunned if Alabama messed around and lost that one. You mentioned uh, Jimbo there, and that was uh, all the rage at the beginning of the week was just talk about their loss to Tennessee. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's the massive buyout, Max, and that comes with the conversation. But has anything really changed all that greatly, in your opinion? I mean, is this moving closer to the Ags boosters, rounding up their money and all that? Or is this just more just, oh, hey, they lost again. It's time to talk more about Jimbo and, and his hot seat. Yeah, I mean, I think that certainly how they play over the last um, five games here or, or six games or whatever. I mean, certainly how they play is going to be important, but I, I do think the win total is going to ultimately matter here. Like, I think if you're if A&M is sitting in eight and four, I don't think anybody's really happy with that outcome based on the the quality of talent they've got. And and you mentioned stop rate. Like, this is one of the better defenses in the country. They have been since the Miami game. They've been one of the best. Um, fifth in, in points per drive allowed since in the five games since they lost to Miami. And so, they're I feel like they're kind of kind of you know. Um, squandering that a little bit just with all the offensive issues they've had, especially in the second half. And, you know, there's some pretty tough games here ahead on the schedule. Like I, I think, I think Jimbo Fisher probably does need to get to nine wins to kind of get people off his back. And if, if A&M comes up short of that, um, will they, will they find the money as people have like threatened? Will they find the money and, and, and make him go away? Or is he coming back and he's got to make big changes. And then you've got an off season where you're probably losing players to the portal and losing recruits and, there's really not a lot of like positive momentum with Texas and Oklahoma coming into your league. Like that's just kind of a bad combination. Max, I know you got to go. Uh, one question: If you had, I know you have a Heisman vote. I'm fortunate. Is would you have Caleb Williams on your ballot if it was this week? Uh, I don't think I would have dropped. I don't. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I don't think I would drop him all the way off the ballot just off that game. I mean, certainly that was like the worst game he's played probably since he got to USC, maybe since maybe in his whole career, if you go back to his sure. freshman year at Oklahoma. Um, I, I think clearly it seems like voters are, are, you know, all were kind of rallying around Michael Penix here. Um, but, you know, remember at this time last year, the Heisman front runner was Hendon Hooker. I mean, we still got a long ways to go here. And uh, I, I kind of wonder like, it, it, you know, to make that comparison, like is this Washington team kind of the, the hot one right now and you lose run out a little bit of gas like like Tennessee did last year can they keep it going uh, clearly he's got a great narrative behind him with all the injury history in Indiana people just love watching that team play so he's in great shape but I don't think we've heard the last of Caleb and I think there's a bunch of quarterbacks leading these teams that uh, are very much in this race I thought Bo Nix was just as impressive and just had the loss I thought so too. Northeast yeah. Ohio Boise State fan recommendation for you if you're going to be at Columbus for the game you should get food at Smith's German sausage house. Ooh, okay. That's a little nugget, that huh? down. Yeah. Is that your that first time good. going to Columbus, Max? No, we did the video. Uh, oh, the video right. series yeah. we did in August. We went there for an episode. That was my first time in Columbus. Um, that's a, I don't know if y'all have ever been out there. That's a yep. That's a cool college town for sure. Yeah, Same city. It really is. Uh, and and walking through the horseshoe is like being in Rome back in the day. Uh, thanks for your time, buddy. Enjoy the day and uh, have fun in that ge- with that game, Penn State, Ohio State, in Columbus. Thanks for your time.
This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Wait.